0: all right all right all right what's up everybody welcome back to another episode of the fly Eagles fly podcast uh been mia for a little while um no, that and i know that i've been a little bit missing in action uh, i wanted to do a little bit more when it came down to the draft uh but before we get into that little life updates um so i got a little puppy um well the family did uh so we kind of been just been dealing with that. Uh, trying to raise him and do all that stuff, uh, potty training and everything. So, you know, that's a that's a little crazy at times. Uh, but he's good. His name is Bear. He's a little lab. Um, he's the man. Uh, we also, uh, let's see, let's see. Um, I also got tickets to go to uh, Devontae Smith's uh, celebrity softball game. Um, so maybe I might get some footage from that um, to put on to put on here. Um, maybe I can swindle some guys to zoom in and, uh, and talk a little bit, but, uh, but yeah, um, it's been a really, it's been pretty uneventful. Like we haven't really done too much, but it's been an eventful week for, uh, you know, for like just Eagle stuff in general. It's been an eventful couple weeks, uh, with the draft and then moving around. Um, And it's also been, like, I'm a big Marvel fan, so it's also been a a big week for that, for content in general. And um, I'm meaning to make some content for you guys. Uh, And I know I've been slacking, so let's, I want to be more consistent. Um, And I'm going to be more consistent. I'm going to do that. I'm going to start doing that. Um, So every week, expected, I I might release uh, the Eagles pod either in conjunction with uh, The Lunch Table. Um, So as you guys know, I do another podcast with uh, Frank, Franklin, my guy, Frankie. uh, He's the man. And uh, we do The Lunch Table podcast together. And so right now, he he just got another job working at the Nike warehouse. So uh, shout out to him. We're always happy for that. But um, we're going to start uploading, or at least I'm going to start uploading more on this channel, and I might do that on Sundays as well, maybe even Mondays, depending on uh, when we record, uh, so I may release it in conjunction, or I may just stick with a Wednesday out, which is what I've been doing uh, the past couple, uh, or recently, in the past, I released on Wednesday, so I think I might still do that, I also got some more tattoos, I don't know if you guys can see it, I also got, oh, it's kind of hard to show, but I got that, but uh, yeah, So that's kind of been a little update on me. Um, I'm really kind of not interesting at all. Uh, I just like to watch the Eagles pretty much, right? And uh, play some video games, but that's really just been it. It's just been, you know, pretty boring on this side. Um, Really have no excuse not to put out content now. So I'm going to do that for you guys. Um, But let's go ahead and talk about, let's, this is what we're going to talk about today. Um, I have some notes, not too, too many, because again, it's kind of dry you know, going into, uh, going into the off season like this. Um, there's not a whole lot of stuff that's on the news and hopefully it stays that way because if stuff does hit the news, it's usually like injuries or, you know, like drama, right? So let's just hope that it stays relatively low key and we don't have to like talk about drama and shit like that. So, uh, hopefully it stays like this, but Let's go ahead and talk about the draft. Uh, so the Eagles had two first-round picks, uh, originally had three, traded one to the Saints, and we'll trade it. Yeah, traded one to the Saints, one first-round pick to the Saints, and um, actually, was it two? Yeah, so they traded two first-round picks to the Saints in, and re- really just traded away one pick, right? Traded away one pick and made it two. Um, that was, and they just kind of swap picks in the draft. So, uh, I thought it was a good deal. Um, I mean, if you look at it broad scheme, um, let me just, let me break down the actual deal, which was the Eagles had three first round picks. I believe it was pick 15, 16 and 19. They staggered their picks. So they kept pick 16. I believe it was, they kept pick 16. Um, and then traded away 15 and, and 19 to, the saints and in return, the saints gave them their 18th pick. So the traded away to, uh, really, they just moved. They just, they swap picks. Uh, so the saints can move up a little bit. Um, and they have a first round pick of the saints for next year, uh, which I thought was great because the saints are in kind of a rebuild mode. They're in, um, you know, I mean, they have, I, I'm actually a fan of Jameis Winston. I like Jameis Winston, but, um, they're, they're clearly in a rebuild. Sean Payton's gone. Um, and, yeah, you know, yeah, Sean Payton's gone, and they are still, I believe, looking for their franchise guy. I like Jameis a lot, but he obviously got injured last year. And up until that point, he was kind of – he had a great game, and then, he had an okay, and then he had an okay game, and then he had a great game, and then he was bad. So, hopefully, if – you know, I, I just – you know, hopefully that they are in a rebuild because it's good for the Eagles because they get their first-round pick next year. But um, – that's kind of that's what they're trending towards, uh, but the crazy thing is that none of the picks actually ended up shaking out the way they did. The Eagles ended up moving, moving up a pick and only having one pick um, in the first round. So with that pick, they moved up from. They move off of pick, uh, 16 and picks 18 and they moved up and they picked Jordan Davis. Uh, now they didn't trade both picks, but they move up to get Jordan Davis defensive tackle out of Georgia, a big dude, six foot six, you know, I think is like North of like three fifty, right? So big dude run stopper, a guy that can play next to Fletcher Cox, uh, a guy that can even, you know, Fletcher Cox can even be rotational because uh, he's getting a little bit older, um, you know, and you want to you want to sort of prolong his career, so he has to kind of become a, a rotational guy. Um, and he still demands a ton of attention. You know, which is going to be nuts if you're playing against Jordan Davis. And you see when they are when they, when they do put a lot of attention on on Fletch, uh, they're able to get to the quarterback, right? You know, Josh Sweat had a good year. Uh, I don't I don't think that they uh, they added Hassan Reddick, right? And I think that's going to bolster the pass rush. I think he's probably going to take barnett's place and barnett may come out with the the second because they do sort of a one and one a one b they have like the, the starting starting lineup and then they have guys that'll rotate in depending on uh they rotate defensive lines. So they have two pretty much starting defensive lines that they keep on the roster and they rotate them out every once in a while uh so to me i would love to see i think the future is probably going to be jordan davis javon hargrave um, with Fletcher Cox being a rotational guy, I think that the the big package, the run stabbing package, is going to be Jordan Davis, and it's going to be Jordan Davis. It's going to be Fletcher Cox, and obviously Brandon Graham uh, is coming back. Uh, he's an asset, you know, in the run game. I think he's a really po- obviously he's been good for the Eagles for a long time. So, um, so yeah, I, I think that it's kind of nuts when you have Fletcher Cox who is a multiple time all-pro, a multiple time pro bowler and he's your rotational guy, you know, and that's kind of crazy. Uh, or maybe they put Jordan Davis as a rotational guy, who knows. I don't know what they're going to be doing. I don't know what they're going to go for, but we'll, f- we'll we'll find out. We'll see kind of what their packages may be. I'm just kind of spitballing throwing stuff out there. Um, but yeah, Jordan Davis first round draft pick drafted at pick 13. Again, Eagles did not stay there. In this with this package, they also traded uh the 18th pick. To the, the the Tennessee Titans uh, in exchange for AJ Brown, uh, so it was a straight up swap. I think it was AJ. I think it was the first pick and maybe a third pick, um, a first and a third, and they got AJ Brown, uh, which is nuts because when they when I think it was AJ Brown, Debo Samuel, um, and maybe maybe I want to say Hollywood Brown, but I don't I don't think so. But there was a third uh, wide receiver that was going to hold out to get money um, and. Debo's obviously, you know, I don't think he's entirely happy uh with what's going on in in San Francisco. Uh and he, he's frustrated. And and I, I th- the reason I think that is because like you you look at Sean, uh, not Sean Payton, you look at uh Kyle Shanahan and his his whole thing is zone run. You know, his whole thing is, you know, he could take guys that are, you know, rotational guys that are special teamers that are whatever, and he makes them like you know, thousand yard carrier, thousand yard you know running backs, thousand yard seasons, um, and that's kind of his forte. That's what he likes to do, and so uh, Debo is obviously he's going to fit in. I mean, f- for Christ's sake, I mean, Debo was was starting at like a halfback, you know, at running back half the time, and that's not what he wants to do you know i i think that he's a wide receiver for a reason you know he's a physical guy he wants to catch the ball and take advantage of the smaller guys he doesn't want to really bang between the tackles like that um he wants to catch passes and and he wants to you know get you know get after it that way so that's what i believe um is the reason why he just doesn't want to be there uh and Jimmy G it seems like they're staying with Jimmy G reports are coming out that the 49ers are sort of unhappy with um with my man, uh, Trey Lance, but that's a whole nother thing we could talk about in a second, but sticking with that, uh, Debo hold, held out. AJ Brown was getting ready to hold out and the Eagles signed him and gave him $25 million a year. And I think it's a great addition because he's a physical guy and he's a per, he's really the perfect compliment, you know, cause myself included, I wanted the Eagles to take Drake London. Uh, obviously he didn't fall to the Eagles. He went to Atlanta, I believe. So he didn't fall to the Eagles, you know, no harm, no foul, you know, you can't control that. Uh, but, I do think that that would have been a great addition, but we ended up getting uh, A.J. Brown, who is similar play style to Drake London, go up, get the ball, um, who is, I wouldn't say similar in play style. That's probably not the best way to put it. But he's, he's a guy that can high point the football, right? He can go up and he can catch the football. He's great in traffic and he can run after the catch. Um, and I think he's the perfect sort of compliment to, De- to Devontae Smith, who is a finesse guy and his routes are super crisp. That's how he creates separation. It doesn't have the big physicality um he he just runs super crispy routes and people fall on their ass and then he he's he's open that way um and he's just a glider he's just smooth he's like he's kind of like he kind of runs like eric dickerson it's like eric you look at him on film and he doesn't look like he's running that fast but then you just see him run past people you know he's just a glider he just looks his like his his uh you know his flow is just it's crazy right so um i think that aj brown is is a great compliment to him. I think he stands at about six foot. Um, and he's, I think he's about six foot, maybe even six one. Um, and he's in and around the area of like, two, I want to say like 200 to 215, maybe, maybe even 220. So, uh, but yeah, I, I like AJ Brown. I thought it was a great addition um, to, to now Jalen hurts has no excuses uh, in this. Like who do, you, who do you throw to? He has Dallas Goddard. Who's probably one of the best on tight ends. He has a, a Heisman winner, Devontae Smith. Uh, he's got Quez Watkins. I think Jalen Rager may be out of here. You know, when, when you start to fall to fifth, you know what I mean? Because even me, I put Greg Ward ahead of Jalen Rager, you know what I mean, as a slot guy. So um, maybe, you know, I, I don't know if he's 100% gone. I don't know what the situation is. But, um, yeah, I mean, you know, when, when you fall to, like, fifth on the depth chart, right, or fourth or fifth on the depth chart, you're, you're kind of – you're on bumpy road, uh, in terms of, you know, cuts and things like that. So, um, that's what I think that that was a great addition. Uh, so let's go ahead and move to the second round where they got probably the, not even probably they got the replacement for Jason Kelsey. And they also got, uh, probably the guy with one of the best nicknames outside of sauce Gardner. And that is beef Jergens, uh Cam Jurgens, Beef Jerky. Um, he's a center out of Nebraska. Very similar to Jason Kelsey. I mean, I think they're both like six two, six three, in and around two ninety, almost three hundred, but he's super agile. I mean, he gets to the second level and can can just negate blockers. Negate guys like, you know, uh, like linebackers and things like that. He gets up at the second level, gets paws on them and is able to uh you, you see him down the he's he's doing stuff that jason kelsey does where he's running like it's it's a screen they kick it out to the running back and he's he's down there with the running back like a fullback blocking people you know and that's kind of what uh jason kelsey does and that's kind of the the focal point of the eagles uh, offensive line and i think that obviously jason kelsey is not like ryan and he's actually gonna mentor cam jergens um Granted, I'll be. We kind of knew that this might be Jason Kelsey's last year, Um, so we got to put on for him. Hopefully, you know, I'm not saying Super Bowl, right? Because I don't want to jump out of the window and be like every other fan ever, be like, "Oh, we're gonna win a Super Bowl for our player retiring." But we got to do it right by him. I I think at least the Division One has got to be in order uh, for my man Jason Kelsey. And who knows? You know who who knows? I I just I'm 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 a glass half full kind of guy. And we'll get into Jalen Hurts in a, in, in a little bit here. Uh, so I'm going to talk about Jalen Hurts, and then we'll do news around the league. But just talk, just breaking down this Cam Jurgens, a stud, a stud, and I'm really excited to watch him play. Um, and to me, the next pick is the absolute steal of the draft. I mean, we had I came on here, um, I didn't come on here, but I have a whole my notebooks over here. You can't see it, but I have a whole like. Um, I have an entire first round, like mock draft that I did. And I had the Eagles taking one of two players, um, in the first round. And I thought two line, but this, this, this class is probably the deepest at linebacker corner, wide receiver, probably wide receivers. It's there. I would say wide receiver is probably the, um, the, like the strength of this class is wide receiver. So I think it was like six or seven wide receivers were taken. Like it, it was a it was a class. It was like a record, the amount of receivers that were taken in the first and second rounds. I believe, or maybe even first round. I think there was like six receivers taken. Um, so uh, also, Jahan Dotson, big Penn State guy. He's going to the Commanders, so we'll see him twice a year, which will be which should be fun. But uh, enjoy never getting the ball um, because Carson Wentz is there, and he's just going to throw it deep. But <clears throat> Let's go ahead and talk about the steal of the draft. I had the Eagles taking Nakobe Dean or Devin Lloyd in the first first pick or with their first pick in the mock drafts when we found out their draft order. Um I had them taking Devin Lloyd and Nakobe Dean. Uh Devin Lloyd was there, uh but you were able to get Jordan Davis and I think to pass up you need the strength of the Eagles has always been the defensive line. So to get bring in Fletcher Cox as a replacement, um, a guy that, that Fletch can teach and mentor and learn, um, you know, and, and teach them to get better at this game. So you take a guy like that and then you you can put them uh I don't even know where I was going with that. So you take a guy like Jordan Davis, uh to sort of put your that's what I was gonna say, to put your sort of uh your your uh strengths to reinforce your strengths at at the defensive line position, so I get that, but we ended up getting to Kobe Dean in the third round, guys. I mean, the Kobe Dean dropped. Devin Lloyd still went in the first round of the Jags, but the Kobe Dean's probably. I mean, he he's a, he was a projected first round pick all through the offseason, right? I mean, in the season, from literally from like the time that they won the national championship to <clears throat> like. Two days before the draft, N'Kobe Dean was gonna be a first round draft pick. Um, and then all of a sudden they're like, Oh, he has a peck issue. Um, and so he drops to the third round. I mean, that is like insanity. I mean, like like it, it's almost I, I don't want to say it's like Laramie Tunsil esque, because that's that's a premium position at tackle. So but this is I mean, talk about a fall. You know, you're talking about a guy that was a consensus first round pick by most if not all of these draft experts and he fell to the third round and the eagles got him at pick 83 guys right so the eagles were passed on him twice and still got him so i think that is absolutely it's crazy you know it's crazy um but at the same time you i think maybe it was his you know, he's also a guy who is, he's a, he's a coverage guy. He's a leader. He's going to give the calls. He, he's going to, you know, sort of be that quintessential middle linebacker. Um, but I do think that as well, he's going to be more of a, he's going to be a cover guy. You know, he's going to be a guy that's, uh, he can keep up with, you know, you can ask him and say, Hey, you know, take away this linebacker or, or, or take away this tight end or take away, the running back, and he has the capabilities to do that. You know, he's sort of, uh, you know, he's in that range. He's a bit of a smaller linebacker. Uh, He's about 5'11", foot, in and around like the uh, 230-ish pound range. But Ray Lewis was also considered a small linebacker, so I'm not really concerned about that. Um, And I think with coaching, right, I think with coaching that he can definitely blossom, and he's going to have the work ethic because uh, you, I can't even imagine what that would be like to, like, to be projected as one of the best linebackers in the class and then drop all the way to the third. Like, that's that's insanity. You know what I mean? Like, that's I – can't, I can't even imagine what that would feel like to be considered among your peers to be one of the best and then have people that you know you're better than go in front. Like, I don't know. I, I can't imagine that, but I'm just glad the Eagles got him. I'm glad that he gets to play with that chip on the shoulder for the Eagles. Um that is, uh, has to be the steal of the draft. Um, now, another linebacker is Kyron Johnson out of uh, Kansas. I don't really know too much about him, to be honest with you. Uh, I didn't really watch a whole lot of tape on him or anything. Um, you know, round six, Kyron Johnson, and then the last one is Grant uh, Calcaterra, who played with Jalen Hurts at OU, and there's actually a, a big... He's a tight end, and uh, he was one of Jalen's favorite targets at OU. So, um, I, I mean stud i mean th- i think this draft was absolutely fantastic and it's like i, I feel like the eagles drafted somebody like we had we only drafted four guys right we drafted you know uh, they got jordan davis Nakobe dean cam jurgens uh Kyron johnson and grant calcaterra five guys so they drafted five guys in six rounds and i feel like they, they they're the team is brand new um and it it really is, if you think about it. I mean, with the addition of Jalen Brown, with the addition of Jalen Brown, with <laughs> I'm I got, I'm getting my sports crossed, with the addition of AJ Brown, um, I, I just think, and the, I mean, to me, the Dean like that just kind of, maybe that's that's why it feels like so much, because nakobe just kind of put the stamp on it. like like this draft was out of control for me. I thought it was great. We got you know one of the best players in the draft that, uh, you know a tackle another. Uh, stud probably, I mean, a lot of people had, uh, Cam Jurgens over, um, Linderbaum as the best tackle in the draft or, or not best tackle, best center in the draft. And it was kind of a toss up between those two guys. Um, so I think, I mean, if you can get a stud in the second round, like Cam Juergens, get an absolute beast, uh, like Jordan Davis in the first round and then still get an absolute beast in the. N'Kobe Dean in the third. I mean, I don't know. It just put. It was over. I was over the moon listening to this thing, man. It was it was crazy. I've always liked Nikoby. I thought like I watched him. It, it's hard not to watch him when you're when like whenever whenever Georgia was playing, he was always in the mix, right? He was always in the mix. So um, it, it's just crazy, you know. I thought the Eagles really hit a home run. I think they they jumped over Dallas USA today. Came up came out with their post draft, and they jumped over Dallas at this point. Um, and like I like I mentioned earlier, right? I I talked about you know the the free agent quarterback market and all that stuff last episode, and I said why? Like you have to look at the Eagles roster, right? At the time, and this is this is probably going back a couple of months. At the time, I was saying if you look at the Eagles roster pre this is, again, this is pre AJ Brown pre draft. I said why would that, why would Russell Wilson or why would anybody who was a high market guy? Why would they come to Philadelphia, right? When we had a lackluster, we had a top 10 defense, right? But teams were running on us, right? Like we were getting blown out by team. We had a top 10 defense, but we our team. We were getting blown out, right? We were getting blown out by actual teams that were going into the playoffs and going far into the playoffs. We were getting dismantled by them. So it, we we had a good team. We had a good defense, but... You know there was nothing on offense. There was nothing really to work with. We had a good offensive line, we had some good young pieces. But now I think the Eagles can be a free agent destination. Now I think the Eagles can make a run, even with Jalen Hurts, because they gave Jalen Hurts everything. They they threw the kitchen sink. They said, "You have an offensive line now. You have you know you have an offensive line. You have weapons and." If Miles Sanders can stay healthy, you have a run game. So, and if Miles Sanders can stay healthy, I do like Kenny G as well. Uh, If you can get him to stay healthy, Miles Sanders, I mean, if Miles Sanders can stay healthy, you have a run game. So it's like, there's no excuse now. You know what I mean? There's no excuse for Jalen Hurts. You you can't say, if he goes out this year and and he wets the bed and doesn't do well, then all the criticism... The criticism should be more fair now because he has everything, right? And just like with Carson Wentz, like Carson Wentz had everything in in Indianapolis, right? He had one of the best offensive lines in football, a really good defense. You could say that he had lackluster weapons, um, because really it was, it's just my it's just um Michael Pittman Jr. That's really the only like premier receiver they have, um in in Indy right um but now you know they 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 have matt ryan and guys like that so carson wentz got traded because he couldn't he couldn't do anything with weapons like he was just a broken man um he couldn't do anything with weapons so to me i think jalen hurts this year he has weapons he has everything that you need um i don't even i don't think ryan Tannehill. you know what i mean like i don't think that he's the greatest you know quarterback ever right and AJ brown was a stud you know, what I mean, he was. They were just. They were giving him, you know, like what is it like shallow crossers, and he was taking them to the. He was taking shallow crosses to the to the house. He was taking, you know, uh, like post routes, like shallow, you know, skinny posts. He was taking them to the house. So, um, <clears throat> again, now this year is like this is the prove it year, right? If Jalen Hurts does great things, um, if he becomes a better throw, if he if he grows from. Really, which was his his rookie year last year. That was his first full year starting at quarterback. So if he can come out this year and 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 either a, I would say win, winning the division is probably going to be the the bar for me. Right? If they can win the division, and I don't mean like I don't mean like Dallas is four and eight and we're five and seven and like. No, like, I, that's not winning the division. That's just it's, it's bullshit, right? Like, if, it, if it's the worst division in football and it's bullshit, okay. But, I mean, like, you're, I'm talking they win 11 games, they win 12 games, and they win the division. They actually win the division. They don't get handed to it or they don't barely make the playoffs because this team lost and that team won. And, you know what I mean? If they actually make it on their own volition – then that to me is like, okay, I, I would feel comfortable with them moving forward with Jalen Hurts. But, but with that being said, if if the Saints don't do great and the Eagles have a top three pick, I don't foresee them passing up on next year's draft class for quarterbacks, right? Because it's supposed to be way better. Um, it, it's, it's leaps and bounds better than this class this year. Um, so that's kind of how I feel. That's my... Attitude going into this season is it's a prova deal. The pressure is on Jalen Hurts uh, to be successful because everything's there for him. Everything's in front of him. He has control of He has control over everything now, right? They, they put everything in his hands. They said, look, here's weapons. Here's a defense. Here's, you know, boom, 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 right? Here's everything you need to be successful. You have to make it now, right? We'll give you the ingredients. Now you got to make it happen. So, uh, so yeah, that's that's my standing, and that's sort of how I'm entering into this year. With um, I want to do a little bit more of a, a further breakdown of, of uh, Jordan Davis and guys like that. Uh, see where they, where they can fit in, in the defensive scheme. Um, one thing that I, I was looking at and was sort of you know mulling over uh, was the addition of uh, Kaiser White, who is a Valley dude. You know what I mean? It's from the Lehigh Valley. Um, and he went to Emmaus High School. Went to Emmaus. Um, went to West Virginia. His brother, um, oh, my God, Kevin White, played at West Virginia as well. Um, but, yeah, he's, he's an Eagle now. That's nuts. It's nuts, right? He came from the Valley, and now he's playing for the Eagles. It's crazy. Uh, so, I was thinking about that. He's kind of a safety converted into a linebacker and Kobe Dean's kind of a a a coverage linebacker. Um I think that if you look at what John Gannon likes to do, is he likes to play that shell coverage, right? Jonathan Gannon being our defensive coordinator, he likes to play that shell coverage. He likes to not give you the ball over, you know, over top of the safeties. Um so I I actually like the direction that they went with, which is Going with guys that can cover tight ends, that can cover um, running backs, and letting the defense pin their ears back and go after you. I think that that is they're really gearing up to do that, and I think that that's like I want to get a little bit further into it, uh, but that seems to be the direction that they're going instead of having a tra- a quote unquote traditional middle linebacker like you know you look at Fred Warner um, who's making plays and is going to be an immediate effect in the in the run game. Bobby Wagner, um, guys like that who are, those are your more traditional middle linebackers. And I think the Eagles are going now. And I think Nakobe Dean is probably going to be the stud. Um, I, I have never personally seen Kazir White play. So, you know, he played for the Chargers last year. I never watched him. So he, he can come out and be the stud, but I have no idea. So, got to. I, I want to see, but I think that's the direction that they're going towards. They're going towards coverage guys uh, that can take away your big underneath guys. And uh, that's what we've been, that's what I, as well as a lot of other Eagles, um, people that watch the Eagles uh, or other Eagles shows really have been kind of begging for, which is like, you know, it's fine to have shell coverage. It's fine to want to play 15, 20 yards off the ball but you have to have linebackers underneath to stop those, you know, those dink and dunks. Cause that's what they were doing. You know, you look at Kansas city, they didn't give up, but a couple, but like, I think it was like one big play, you know, to end the game, um, to Tyree kill who is now a uh, dolphin, but it was like one, it was, it was one play where they made that happen. And you know, it, it, it it's okay, but it was only it was one play, but we still got blown out by like two touchdowns, right? So, we we weren't covering underneath, right? And we needed linebackers to do that. And uh, as much as I like, uh, what is my man's name? the The wild haired guy <laughs> that that used to play for us, uh, Alex Singleton. I love that dude. I think he played with a lot of heart, but he just didn't have the physical tools to to deal with you know a lot of those underneath guys. So, so yeah, man. Um, that, that is my sort of outlook on the Eagle season. Uh, I'm going to delve a little bit deeper into it, uh, next week. Um, this, so this, this one right now, we're recording it on, uh, Saturday. Uh, and I'm going to put it out tomorrow. Tomorrow tomorrow's mother's day. I'm going to put it out tomorrow, but uh, happy mother's day to my mom. Uh, you're upstairs sleeping right now, but I love you. Happy mother's day to all the moms out there. Right. If you're watching this and your mom happy Mother's Day, if you're a son or a daughter watching this or listening to this, go tell your mom happy Mother's Day if you haven't already. Um, but yeah, let's let's go ahead and transition to some NFC East news. Uh, so, if you've been living under a rock, the Commanders have taken Carson Wentz over as their new problem, and it's it's really fun actually, uh, because we're going to get to see, because Carson didn't play against the Eagles. He hasn't played against the Eagles yet, and now he's going to play against them twice in this upcoming year. And I really want to see how, how, <coughs> excuse me, I really want to see how the Eagles do against him. Um, I don't know why, um, but I'm definitely going to root against him. Uh, because, But I'm, It's weird because I've been a big Carson Wentz like apologist, right? Like I've been a big like, oh, you know, Carson Wentz never got a fair shake kind of thing. After the Colts, I was like, I'm all the way out, right? Like after he went to the Colts, I thought he was going to be great with the Colts. After we went to the Colts and he shit the bed, I was like, that's it. I mean, the Eagles were right. You know, the Eagles were right. The Colts had an opportunity. They They had their own destiny in their hands. If they beat Jacksonville guys. Jacksonville the worst team of football last year according to the record all they had to do was beat Jacksonville and Carson Wentz couldn't do it right and they were out of the playoffs and the Eagles were in after just one year so not that that's the end all be all because the Eagles got absolutely shit kicked by you know the defending Super Bowl champion uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers but it, I don't know man for me personally I was like I, I, I didn't I didn't look at Carson the same afterwards because it was the same. It was literally him being in Indianapolis is Philadelphia in 2017, right? Or or Philadelphia 2018 all over again. It was like, he's not a great leader. He didn't get along with a lot of guys in the locker room. He didn't do this. He didn't do that. It was like, oh God, this again, you know, and, and the Colts to their credit. said, you know what, we're not dealing with this. We're cutting, we're cutting it out and we're just done right and i feel bad for the colts because the colts are 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 a well-run organization that doesn't have a quarterback you know what i mean i mean matt ryan you know matt ryan is is i think is is definitely an upgrade over carson wentz but you know matt ryan's going from having calvin ridley um and uh fuck what is his name dude um the tight end the uh, out of oh my god i'm trying to, I'm trying to remember his name um hold up let me let me let me consult this real quick i, I can't I can't believe I can't remember his name god man i I, I really ah, uh, here we go, scroll down. Kyle Pitts, that's what it is. Jesus, man. How could I not remember that? How could I not remember Kyle Pitts? I was a huge fan of him. He's from Philly, too. Damn. My bad. My bad, bro. I forgot his name. But he's going from him to Kyle Pitts, who is, uh, was really a stud last year. Uh, I think was kind of a low-key, fly-under-the-radar stud last year um, because of Jamar Chase and the, the year that he had. But he was low-key, really, really good. Um, and, you know, so from having two weapons, now he only has Micah Pittman and you know like Mo alley Cox, who I think is is kind of in the same vein as a, as a Kyle Pitts, where it's like they're just at their athletic big guys. So who knows? You know who who knows what what they're going to do. But they have had they have they have added uh, Stephon Gilmore and uh, guys like that. So that's cool um, in terms of the Colts. I don't know why I end up on these rants. Like after doing something, but um, yeah, just with, with with Carson Wentz, just to fit, just to tie that up with Carson Wentz, I'm going to be rooting against him, and it's going to feel weird because again, I was a Carson Wentz like apologist, but at the same time, it's just I never I never really looked at in the same since after the the stuff in Indianapolis, and you had the, the essentially the same stuff come out about him um, that he wasn't a great leader, so. Uh, so that's kind of how I feel. Um, and then another NFC East rival, the Giants, also had a really good draft, and that really irritates me. Um, I don't think that Daniel Jones is the best core. I don't think that Daniel Jones is a. Is a uh, I don't have to say it. You know what I'm going to. You know what I'm going to say Daniel Jones is not going to win the Giants. Over a lot of games he's had three years to do it. He's never done it. Um, they've drafted tackle the first first draft. For first draft uh or first round of the past couple drafts, they they've they've drafted Andrew Thomas a couple years ago and now they drafted Evan Neal. Um so they should have their bookend there. But in reality that that offensive line still needs a lot of help. Uh they still need a lot of inside guys. But if you get your bookends down, they can sort of shore everything up and, and sort out the middle. But yeah. So that's kind of that's my um Assessment. They also got Kevon Thibodeau, uh out of Oregon, uh, and I can't believe he didn't go. I, I can't believe Aiden Hutchinson didn't go first. To be honest with you, um, if I, I don't know how. I don't know how Iki Ikwanu or Evan Neal should have been one of the first players off the board uh, in the top three, uh, but I guess it just wasn't. You know, it wasn't in the cards. Um, or, may, yeah, top three, but it should they should have either went to, uh, they should have either went to, well, I guess you could say that uh, Lyle Collins is going to shore up the line there in, in Jacksonville, um, which is who they got. I believe they got Lyle Collins. Um, let me see here. No, Cincinnati Bengals. Oh, That—that's who I meant. Yeah, the Bengals. So he, Lyle Collins, went to the Bengals, and then there's who went to Jacksonville. Um, Jacksonville Jags <laughs> tackles. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I—I I, I think that Jacksonville reached a little bit um, in terms of. All right. Let's see here. Uh, I'm looking at their. Their depth chart right now. So, their left tackle is Cam Robinson. Okay, I I don't hate that. Uh, Jawan Taylor. Yeah, okay, that's the right tackle. Okay, Brandon Scherf is a big one. Um, Ben Barch at left guard. Uh, I don't don't hate it. Um, I don't don't even know who that is, but you know, it's what it is. Uh, But yeah, I mean, to me, they—I mean, yeah—you're bringing Brandon Scherf at right guard. You still need a tackle, man. You know, you still need a tackle. The, uh, unless Jawan Taylor balled out last year, and I don't know about it, or uh, my man Cam Robinson balled out last year, and I didn't know about it. Uh, I, I have no clue how well they, how well those two, those two tackles played. But uh, I guess we'll figure it out. But now they got, they got Kavon Thibodeau. They got. Devin Lloyd, they got Josh Allen on defense. Uh I mean, yeah, it's it's nuts now. Like their their defense is is really good. Uh Doug Peterson's down there. Um, I love Doug Peterson. I don't I don't understand why. Don't get me wrong, I got love for Coach Siriani as well. I love Nick. But at the same time, like, Doug is I, I like Doug. I actually wasn't in I wasn't in the I wasn't in, like, the the camp of, like, oh, Doug Peterson should be fired after the whole 2020 debacle. Um, I was firmly in the camp of Doug Peterson. I thought he did the right thing. And, obviously, the the Eagles reinforced that he did the right thing. Um, So, I mean, who knows, right? Who knows why it shook out, maybe, you know, whatever, whatever. But I just wasn't in favor of that. I, I thought that, actually, Howie Roseman should go. But now that sweet, sweet angel, that sweet, sweet man, should stay here for until uh, until death and even past death. You know what I mean? Like we they, we should have a shrine of his casket in front of the Eagles now that he pulled this off. So, uh, but yeah, that's the the Jacksonville Jaguars. I, I thought they should have taken Evan Neal or one of those guys up front. Um, you know, but you know it's what it is. Uh, they reached. They they took uh, Trey Walker. Um, did I say they had Kevin Thibodeau? Am I losing my mind right now, guys? I'm losing my freaking mind, guys. Okay, so back to zero. All right, Peyton Manning, back to zero. The Jacksonville Jaguars do not have on Thibodeau. They have Josh Allen. They have uh, Trey Walker now, which was a projection pick. He's not. He, he has all the physical tools to be great in the future, but as of right now, he doesn't. Didn't have a ton of of, of production at Georgia, but Georgia, there were so many mouths to feed because there were so many good defensive guys there. So. Um. Yeah. So Trey Walker, you're drafting him for what he could be in the future, but I had him probably as the third defensive end going off again behind Aiden Hutchinson and Kevon Thibodeau But they reached, they got him first, uh, and then Aiden Hutchinson gets to stay in Michigan, right? Gets to stay in Michigan, uh, goes from UM to Detroit, uh, and that's that's actually that's actually dope. Um. And I I feel so bad for David Ojab- David Ojabo, um, because I mean he went to the Ravens. Right, and he got to play with another Big Ten guy, Jason uh, Alway or Odafi Alway. Um, I don't know. I know him as Jason. My name is Jason, so that's just who he is to me now. Uh, but yeah, man, I, I I felt so bad for him Torres Achilles at his pro day. And did you, you see the video where like nobody helps him up? You know what I mean? Like he he tears. He's like on oh, the ground. He's like ah, oh, like rather than in pain, and everyone's just sitting there looking at him. I'm like, damn, like that's like I've ne- I've never seen like you know. It's just it's like it's soulless kinda. It's like, damn, like I got I, I couldn't, you know, see a guy on the ground and then be like, Oh, he'll be all right. You know, that's just like writhing in pain, you're like, damn dude, like go help him up or something. Like everyone just stood there and looked at him. Um, I don't know. That was weird. But uh but yeah. Um that that's kind of I don't I don't know where I went to the Giants. That's the why that's where I got the Tivon cave on Thibodeau thing. Uh, because they got both uh an edge rusher and a tackle. Uh, I think they really I mean the New York teams I think ran this draft, to be honest with you. Um the Jets had probably shout out to my cousin Zach. He's a huge Jets fan. They they probably had the best draft in like in the NFL, I think. Like in out of this class they had the best draft, I think. They literally they had three first round picks. They had two inside the top ten. One one was ten. The other one was like less than 10, but I don't know which one it was, but they got the best corner in the draft, I think, which was sauce Gardner. Right. Um, I was, wasn't surprised that Derek Stingley jr was the first corner off the board, but I will say that I I did think that sauce Gardner was, was better than him. uh, had a better college career than Derek Stingley jr did, but I mean, no, look, no, no hate against him, but I, Production-wise, Sauce was just better. Um, and then they got Jermaine Johnson, right? And they got Iki Aquano. I mean, to me, Jermaine Johnson is like... Like I talked about a little bit earlier, which is like... You have your your projection picks where you have guys that you're like, okay, I'm going to pick him now because he's not going to be good right now. But he's going to be good in the future with some coaching because he has, like, the tools to do that. Uh, but... I. Then you have like your production picks, which is like, okay, this guy was really good. We know exactly what he is. We know what he can do. Um, You know, this guy is a like Aiden Hutchinson, right? Like Aiden Hutchinson was a pressures guy. He was a guy that like could could get pressure on the quarterback. He could. He finished a lot of times. He he was a big pressures guy, right? And I think now any like any like white any like white defensive end gets compared to freaking the Bosa's at this point, because those are like, those are the, the quintessential, um, you know, pass rushers right now. Uh, but they're like pressures guys. You know, they're, they're guys that are going to get in your face. They're going to move the quarterback off your spot. That's kind of what he was. So you knew what you were getting with him. Right. And that's so valuable, right. Which is why he was second overall, but he also has the tools to, to grow into being, you know, a guy that, that continuously gets sacks. But to me, Jermaine Johnson was, he was up there cause I thought he, he had a good balance of physical talent. Like he physically could do every, he physically could do special things, but then he also had the production in college to prove that he could do those special things. So um, it, yeah, to me, I, I thought that was the best sort of marriage of the two of production and uh, projection. And I think that he, he's, I think he's going to blossom into being be a bad dude. I think he's going to be, He's gonna wreck the AFC East for a while now. So, that's what I feel. Um, what else? Um, I thought they had that. That was probably the best for me. Um, big fan of Iki Akuanu, uh Big fan of, of Sauce Gardner, as you guys know. Uh, so, I thought that was the best draft. I, I thought they they had the best draft this year by far. Uh, so. That's about it. Um I think I'm gonna wrap that up there. Um Hmm. What else? I don't think that's anything else. Oh, before actually, you know what, we're gonna talk about the Cowboys. Um the Cowboys had an ass draft. I mean, like like I was so happy watching that. I was I was frustrated watching the commanders take Jahan Dotson because I do like Jahan. I'm a, I'm a big Penn State football guy. Um so I was kind of upset about that, but um Oh, got a little got a little watch notification if you guys heard that. Apologize. But um you know, uh Jahan Dotson went off the board to the commanders, which is you know, which is rough, but um, you know, he's gonna stay in the division, stay in you know, stay in the east, right? But I mean, the the Dallas Cowboys, man, what the hell, bro? Like Dallas Cowboys, yikes. I mean, they took Tyler Johnson. I believe it was (laughs) and look, I, I, I don't ever want to like sound like I'm, I'm shitting on, uh, like anybody that's, that's playing at a high level. I think, I think his name is Tyler Johnson. Um, let me see. Tyler Johnson, Dallas. Was that him? What's it? Hold up. Hold on, man. 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 I guess it's not Tyler Johnson. I don't know why I thought it was that. Really, bro! Come on. All right, I'll go Dallas. D a l a s Dallas Cowboys draft picks twenty twenty two. Um. Tyler Smith. Okay, that's who it was. Tyler Smith. So they so they they took Tyler Smith at round one, pick twenty four. Uh, out of Tulsa. He's a tackle. Tackle out of Tulsa. Um, I don't even know why. They, didn't, they took Sam Williams, Edge, out of Ole, out of Ole Miss. Jalen Tolbert, South Alabama. Jake Ferguson, out of Wisconsin. Matt well, let's go out of North Dakota, North Dakota. DeRon Bland, out of Fresno. DeMone Clark, LSU, linebacker. That's not a bad pick. John Ridgeway, tackle, Arkansas. And Devin Harper, um, out of Oklahoma State, they had one, two, three. They had four fifth round picks. Jesus, dude. G Boss, yeah, but it is, oh wow. I mean, look, I, I don't know anything about Tyler Smith to be honest with you, and I, I don't think that that's necessarily a bad thing or a good thing to be honest with you, but but at the same time, it's like I, I don't I don't ever want to come across like I'm shitting on any on anybody that plays football professionally um, because. Obviously, I'm not, right? So I don't want to ever come across like I'm shitting on anybody. But at the same time, it's like if if you're looking at it objectively, um, and I'm not claiming to be like an expert or like trying to do anything like that, but like objectively speaking, if you look at, you're like, okay, the Eagles needed a linebacker and they got to steal it with N'Kobe Dean. They needed a defensive tackle and they were able to move some things around. Jerry Jones really didn't move anything around. Like Jerry Jones didn't. The only thing he did, he traded Amari Cooper for a fifth round pick when you could have easily gotten a first round pick. You could have kept Amari until the draft and then gave him away. I mean, hell, you could even you could have jumped the Eagles with Amari. You could have traded Amari, jumped the Eagles, and taken you know uh, who knows, taken whoever, right? Or you know, or, or even when did Jermaine Johnson go? Hold up. Let me see. Jermaine. I think Jermaine Johnson went after the, after Dallas. Right. Let me see. Jermaine Johnson. Let me go back here. Jermaine Johnson, Wikipedia. Here we go. Where was he picked? Professional career. 26. So the Dallas Cowboys didn't get Randy Gregory back, right? They didn't get Randy Gregory, who was arguably the best pass rusher all year outside of Marcus Parsons. They didn't get Randy, Randy Gregory back. He went, he goes to the Broncos. He goes to Denver. Jermaine Johnson is there at pick 24, right? A stud stud edge rusher out of, out of Florida state. He's there. And you take Tyler Smith. You know what I mean? So it's just certain things just don't make sense to me. You know what I mean? Like I'm looking at, you know, yeah, you could have had, you know, give on Thibodeau at number one or whoever, but you still need, like a, a pass rusher is a premium position. That's like saying, oh, you know what I mean? It, it's a premium position. You need that, right? Especially in the NFL, especially, you know, maybe, maybe Dallas is, you know, at the top and maybe they're just like, we don't really have to do shit because we're already at the top. Who knows? But, oh, excuse me. Who knows? You know, who, who knows? I don't know if that's the case for them, but at the end of the day, I I just, I didn't think that that was the best pick for Dallas and I'm not going to complain about it though, but they did lose Lyle Collins and they did lose Connor Williams and, um, Tyron Smith is just kind of holding on there. Uh, he's been kind of injured, but he's probably going to be in Canton one day. let's be honest, but, um, but yeah, I, I think Dallas now is arguably worse now than they were at the end of last year. Right. And, there's no way that I think, do I think, yeah, I mean, I don't think it all comes down to quarterback. I think it's a team effort, you know what I mean? But the Eagles, I think are making a run, you know, but, but also last year the 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 Giants were trying to make a run. The Giants were trying to do this and do that and, and finagle and move. It's like, come on, you right? Like, so you never know really how it's going to shake out because to me I think Dallas is the bar again. Uh, Dallas is the bar in the NFC East. They're not as good as they were, but they're still the bar. They're still the defending division champs. So it, it, the again, Eagles are going to have to make a run. They're going to have to get through Dallas first, and that should be your first priority. And then once you sort of get to that point where you can beat beat Dallas on a consistent basis, then then you can move on to you know thinking Super Bowls, thinking you know whatever. But Dallas in the division is the absolute they're the top dog right now there's no way no way around it so uh, but that's gonna about wrap it up here um, talked about some NFCE stuff talked about some uh, some stuff <laughs> from the draft. Um, I want to do again like I said it will be a little bit more consistent this is gonna come out on Sunday and then I'm gonna try and, and get the other ones out probably either Wednesday or Thursday depending on, uh, actually I'm going to get it out on Wednesday. So I'm record this one, post it tomorrow. And then, uh, also be on the lookout for the YouTube channel. I'm going to put the YouTube channel up. Um, I set it up and I had some upload issues with the last video. So hopefully I want to try and get that up too. So I'll put two out for you guys so you can watch them in their entirety online. If you want, also I'm going to put some clips up, some 10 minute clips, of stuff of stuff that you want to see. Uh but yeah, outside of that, hopefully you guys are having a good day. Enjoy your mother's day. Moms out there, sons, daughters, call your mom. Uh just call your mom. Don't worry about it. Don't call your mom tell her I love you, tell her that she's amazing. And um yeah, you know it's been your boy JT. Come at you again and I will talk to you guys next week um or in a couple days. Again, Fly Eagles Fly podcast on Instagram uh, and Facebook. Those are kind of the only two that I really update. Uh, Twitter, I, we do have a Twitter, but I don't really use Twitter that much. Um, it's just not for me. I, I, don't, I don't spam it out that much. Oh, shout out to Elon Musk though, so maybe that'll change it. Probably not, but uh, but yeah, just check it out. Also on YouTube, I will put the YouTube in the description. I'll, I'll paste it on there uh, in the description on the Instagram and on the. Facebook. So uh, take care. Love you guys. Thanks for watching. I will talk to y'all later. Deuce, deuce.